0: Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week, we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and unlike usual... I won't be joined by my co-host, Laura schick this week. I'm going to be recording solo, and Laura will be back with us next week. Today, what I want to kind of dive into is a little bit around how we can organize and align our time and energy. You know, I've had a lot of people over the years ask me how I effectively operate, right? How do I keep myself organized? How do I navigate time? I mean, we're all busy, right? I'm navigating a full-time business, you know, family, uh, children, and all the day-to-day things I do on a, on a regular basis. So, you know, how do we align our time and flow with our energy and create more efficiency. So I thought I'd share with you a little bit of some of my strategies and tips and tools I've learned over the years that work really well for me. And maybe that will inspire you to start to look at what works well for you. So I thought I would start with expressing a little bit about how I've designed my life because of who I am. And I think this is a really important key point because We have to design our lives, our time, our organization, how we work from who we are. And so often what I see is that people are trying to use other people's techniques or strategies or tips to create something that's not aligned with who they are, and it's not going to work. We can't force ourselves into a box. And if we learn to flow with our really natural energy and who we are innately, it allows for way more efficiency. So efficiency is isn't about being like everybody else or isn't about whatever techniques work for other people to be efficient. It's about learning what makes us efficient. So one of the things I learned about myself early on is I am introverted- I need lots of space and time. And I am definitely on the spectrum of feminine and masculine, much more on the side of the feminine. So for me, it is more unnatural to be in my masculine. And the harder I push and the more I structure and the, and the more that I try to force myself into those very traditional business boxes or really any boxes, uh, I don't work well. And so what seems to be efficient is actually really, really inefficient for me. So I've had to understand who I am over the years to really look into and flow with what works for me. And so despite all of the sort of tips and strategies and things that I give you today, I think the most important thing is really understanding who you are and how you best operate. Some of this is about us slowing down as a culture, as a person, as a society. We are moving way too fast. And so often, you know, when we are moving fast, what happens is that we ignore the signs. We ignore the things that tell us that we are out of alignment with our natural energy and our flow. So we're never going to be efficient operating out of misalignment. So that's a really important thing is really understanding who you are and what's misaligned and not misaligned in your life and business. And so yeah, so most everything that I've learned to design over the years has been from understanding how I best operate. So one of the things that's really important for me is that I need a lot of space. And that's really hard, I think, in our society today because we are taught that space is not okay. That busyness is what we need to be to have value. It's what we need to be to be productive. It's who we need to be, right? So we're all operating out there on this busy, busy, busy running the rat race, you know, trying to function in the world. And for me, that just doesn't work. I'm really inefficient when that happens. I waste a lot of time and energy and I don't get the results that I want either. So I've learned that being able to create space actually is the most important thing that I can do for myself to be efficient and to be more productive. And so I think that's very counter to what we're taught in society. And so, you know, it took me a long time to accept that. And sometimes I still fall into default or fall into, you know, the stress around, you know, how the world is operating. But every time I pretty quickly start to realize I need to get back to space. So there's some very practical ways that I do that. I'm kind of the, a sort of person that needs to focus and block out time. If I just flow with my day or I flow with distractions or I flow with what happens and I don't have a plan, then, you know, it, it's not very efficient for me and it doesn't really work. So the way that I sort of operate more in my feminine and more in aligned with who I am is by really being able to have a plan and also make it like an outline. So there's some fluidity and flexibility in that plan. And then there's also some boundaries. So blocking is one of those really important things that I do. So every month, when I'm sort of planning out my month, I block out my self-care days. I block out what I call integration days. So once a week, I always have what I call an integration day. So it's no structure, it's no calls, it's no sales calls, it's no client calls. It's really just a day that I allow myself to flow. And so it's not like I... Do personal stuff or run errands or, you know, any of that. I just allow myself to journal, to listen to myself, to really honor my feelings and where I'm at and what feels right to me and allow me just to totally flow. And I make that integration day on a day when my kids are in school so that I'm also not being a mom. I'm not handling their needs. It's really that kind of very, very imperative day that allows me to be able to think about myself, to honor myself, to listen to myself. And that's really hard when we're also trying to navigate clients or a business or our partners or our kids. So that has become a really non-negotiable piece of my week. Personally, I make it on Wednesdays if I can, unless I have to rearrange, because Wednesdays really is sort of that middle of the week hump that I feel like is a really good time to recharge and get back to who I am and back to what I need. And I see a significant difference in my productivity and how I operate and how I flow when I don't have those integration days, when something comes in the middle and I just really can't fit it in or I have to do something else or I have to change things around. I can feel the pain of that and it slows everything down and it makes me less productive and, and more stressed out. And yeah, so it's been a huge shift in my life. So you know, every week I block out that Wednesday and I say, here's my integration week and and so you know, I plan that going forward. I also find it really important to start from space in the mornings. So as I've talked about in a few podcasts, I have a morning ritual. I allow myself really definitely the first hour of every day as far as work days, to be able to journal, to be able to feel into how I'm feeling, to allow for that space. And it's really important. And it sets up my day and it makes me so much more productive the rest of the day. And so, you know, that is like again a non-negotiable. So I won't meet anybody, um, any clients or any meetings or anything until an hour after that space. So, you know, like I'm sure all of you, like I have a very busy morning. I get up, trying to get my younger daughter ready for school. We're, you know, getting our teeth brushed and we eat a big breakfast every morning. Cause I also find that that is very important for me is having a big breakfast, having some groundedness at a table where I'm sitting and eating with the family. We make time for that every single morning. And I feel like that really grounds us in the family and it sets up, you know, in terms of my energy and my ability to really flow and function better in the day. So that works really well for me. So we've got that busy morning. We, you know, we do all of that. We get ready. We have our routines. Um, We get out the door. And, you know, we basically, once we drop our younger daughter off to school, that's when my workday starts. And I always go to a coffee shop. I find it's a really great way for me to focus, but again, this is really about figuring out what aligns with you in terms of your day. Some people do really well in the quiet of their home or in their office if they have an office space. Some people do really well in a coffee shop. So I find at home, I'm more distracted if I start there. So I always start from a coffee shop and that gives me productivity, It gets my first coffee in, which is always good and important. And then I'm able to really stay focused for the rest of the day. So I find that that's really important for me. So most of my clients, they talk a lot about how to start their day, how to really get their thoughts down, how to check in with themselves, because this is something that I teach a lot. And so for most of my clients, they're working with journaling or being able to have some contemplation time in the morning. So that's one of the things that I thought I would also share and talk about is journaling is one of those things that I think is really important. And there is many ways to do it but there's two sort of key pieces that I think can really help you if you do them on a daily basis or a few times a week. I can really see a significant difference when I don't journal, when I don't contemplate. And so journaling, there's this sort of morning page style where the purpose of journaling is really just to get out your thoughts, right? To sort of clean up that, you know, what's right at the surface and and move some of the things that are in our mind and create a little bit more space. And so that's a really effective type of journaling. If you've never read The Artist's Way, it's a beautiful book. It's done in the 90s, I think. And it's really about uh, ways in which to open up our creativity and space. I find there's some really amazing exercises in there. And one of those is morning pages. So I've been doing it for decades. And really what you do is you basically create either time so you could set up like 10 to 15 minutes but you want to have a block so maybe it's 15 minutes you put your timer on and you put pen to paper and you just keep writing you don't stop whatever is in your mind you put it down on paper whatever your thoughts are you put it down on paper and if you don't have a thought you literally write I don't have a thought until you do (laughs) so it's this really beautiful way to sort of clean your mind and create some space you can do it that way or you can also set a certain number of pages so some people do you know I am blocking out three or four pages. And when those that fourth page is done, then they're done with that exercise. So I think that's a really powerful thing to do that helps clear your mind and really sets you up for the day. It's like it takes those initial thoughts that otherwise are kind of clunky and blocking up your mind for the day and doesn't allow you to focus as easily. It allows us to get up on paper and, you know, it's really powerful. The other thing that I think the purpose of journaling really serves is to help us to contemplate, to explore what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what's going on in our mind and body and energy. And there is some really amazing Results and experiences that you have when you're spending a significant time exploring yourself, right? So for any of you who followed me, for any of you who've listened to my podcast, you know I'm huge about self-development. And in fact, what I've come to understand and even through the process of my program is that really self-development has to come first. The ability to see your blocks, to understand your mindset, to see what's going on inside of you, to have that awareness, that really has to come before your business will ever be really successful. And that has to come before you can really step into your leadership. So there's kind of of this like sequence that comes along in the process of building a business. And the first thing is self-development. And then as you're, you know, moving through the self-development piece, you start to work on more of your leadership. Like, you know, self-development is obviously how you become in yourself, right? How you integrate what you're feeling, how you become more of your optimal self. But I also think that, you know, then leadership is about how we interact with others, how we are leading the world, right? Leading others or in our relationships. And then I think the business is the vehicle that you're using for your leadership. So really that's sort of how the sequence goes is you're going to want to do a lot of that self-development. And so a big process of that self-development is really being able to contemplate and become more aware of your thoughts and your feelings and who you are and not what you wish you thought or what you would like to think, but what's really deep inside of you. And I think that's a piece that not all of us have spent a long time working with. And that's what I see as I'm working with my clients, a lot of them as I put them on these processes or these, you know, things to explore, they really begin to see that there's this whole layer of thinking and this whole layer of feelings and this whole layer of mindset that they're not aware of on a daily basis. But they become aware of that through journaling and contemplation. So, there's obviously lots of techniques for that. You can meditate, you can. Take walks. You can, you know, sit in nature. There's a lot of ways to get to that contemplation piece. I use journaling. And I don't always use just I'm writing a bunch of words. Sometimes I draw. So I've started using my iPad and I mark a date on my notes section in my iPad and I journal. And sometimes I might write a few words. Sometimes I might draw a picture. Sometimes I might just squiggle lines. Like sometimes I just stare out the window and then I write down a sentence or two. So there's no one way to do it. You don't just have to have paper and pencils and, you know, just write words. It can be done in a a multitude of ways. So those are some really things that I think are important. You know, one of the things in terms of staying organized and sort of being in our optimal selves is we have to think about how we're taking care of ourselves, right? Self-care is so key in that process. And so there's lots of ways. To explore how to take better care of yourself. But what I've found is that a lot of people, they have sort of their things that help them have optimal performance. And so, again, that's this really internal exploration of how do we create optimal performance for ourselves? So, you know, for me, I eat a big breakfast in the morning. That's one of those ways I create optimal performance. I've always had trouble with my blood sugar. If I don't have, you know, really solid meals, then I can – my blood sugar will dip and it takes me days for it to get back to normal. So that's one way I really take care of myself. I also try to eat very clean. Now, that is, again, whatever is aligned with your body and who you are and what feels the best to you, but I've learned over the years what – supports my health and what diminishes my health so I try to eat as clean as possible so those are some ways in which I'm able to keep more optimal performance sleep is one of those things that we all really need and I am always fighting against that so uh, it took me years and years and years to appreciate sleep and how that sort of um, helps me to optimally perform but it's still something that I'm challenged with to get to bed early enough, but I feel so much better when I do. So if I can go to bed by 10 o'clock at night, I am so much more refreshed in the morning than if I stay up till 11 or 12, which is way more my habit. So sleep is a really powerful thing. And it's interesting, a few years ago, I did like an sort of an optimum performance tracking spreadsheet, right? I wanted to see what things really affected me. So I recorded like what I ate, how much water I had, if I exercised or not, if I, you know, how many hours of of night I slept and what my moods were and if I was on my cycle or not. And so I really allowed myself to explore all these components about myself just for a month to really see what were the contributing factors that really affected my ability to happiness, my Focus in business, you know, and in, interestingly enough, lots of the factors could change without much effect, but sleep was the biggest contributing factor. And that really changed my perspective on sleep. Um, I'd never really valued it because I always felt like it's wasting time, funny enough. But, you know, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. So um, I really. Learn to appreciate my sleep. And that was one really important thing to me. Another thing that is important for me, but again, this is really about aligning with your body and who you are, is I stopped drinking alcohol about 10 years ago. I haven't had any alcohol since then. And for me, that felt really good. Um, alcohol just diminishes my awareness. It it just makes me feel not in my optimum best self. So I learned that years ago and I just made a decision Not to drink. And so that's been a really effective thing for me. But again, it's really a choice to understand and look at what sort of puts me in my optimum self and what doesn't in terms of physical and energy. If I don't have a lot of space or if I'm operating too much of my masculine, my energy really diminishes. So that's something else I've had to learn and understand. So these are all just things you can start to think about in terms of your everyday life. How are you taking care of yourself? How are you taking care of your health? And that really affects how successful you'll be in business. I mean, it's so funny, but all of these pieces are really important. You know, stress is another one of those things that can really affect us. I mean, we know this, right? There's plenty of talk about it, how stress affects us, how stress is hurting us, how stress diminishes our performance, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes we don't really look at where the stressors are in our lives. We don't really mitigate that stress. Instead, we're just trying to operate over it, or we're just trying to ignore it, or we're just trying to get things done. You guys, this is like all this contemplation and understanding who we are and how we operate. It's really key for us succeeding. And it's really key for us having successful businesses. So this is not something that we want to put at the end. We want to say, well, when we get to this place in our business, we'll do this. It's actually what needs to come first. Self-care, starting from space, being more organized, understanding who we are and aligning everything to operate with that. That's really who we are. And it's really, really important. So, I think I've kind of, you know, shared with you all some of the general things that I focus on and prioritize. But I thought I would also talk about some very specific ways I stay organized because I know that's what I've had a lot of questions around you know, how do I stay organized? How do I prioritize? Because I mean, granted, I'm I have a very full, beautiful coaching program. So I'm holding a lot of women. And I've got a family and you know, and I need lots of space. So those are all things I have to organize around. So, you know, a couple of things I can share with you in terms of ways I organize and things that really help me. And again, just filter these through who you are and what works for you. One of the things I've had to learn over the years is that I've tried a million different sort of perspectives and tips and strategies and tools and technology And ultimately, I have to just figure out what works for me and then do that. So anything I share with you today may not work for you, but it's something you can try. It's something you can explore. So I mentioned earlier the planning. So the planning for me is really important because if I don't have a plan, I can very easily float away, right? So being more in the feminine and having more of the – you know the flowy kind of personality that really is my innate self and that works really well when i'm working with clients when i'm caring for people when i'm being a mom but when i also need to be organized and i also need to get things done cuz i do i have to balance my feminine and my masculine then for me that planning is really key so i actually spend a good amount of time planning and that's part of my space and that really effectively supports me i've spent a lot of years where i didn't focus on planning and i was all the over the place. And the years that I really, really, you know, do a lot of planning in a a beautiful feminine way. And that really, really supports me to be able to be who I am and function in the way that I need to. So every month I do sort of a big planning thing. I use Trello. So there's lots of ways and technology you can use. I find uh, spreadsheets don't work very well for me in general. They're not visual enough. They're too many words and I can get really overwhelmed. I really have learned over the years to use this beautiful technology called Trello Which allows me to put a big picture background. I can hide my checklists inside of cards so that like when I look at the page, I'm not overwhelmed. And so I've very efficiently learned to use Trello and that works really well for me. So I sort of have my uh, weekly schedule on Trello. I have, I don't know if you've ever used Trello, but you basically set up kind of what they call lists and then you can have cards under each list. And so my list kind of goes Monday through Friday. And I'm able to put cards of things I need to do each of those days. And it works out really beautifully. And Trello has something called repeat cards where you can archive a card that you've checked off. It's got beautiful checklists inside. And then it can put up another card automatically on the date that you tell it to. So for instance, every month, the week before uh, a month is starting, a card comes up for me in Trello that says monthly planning. And inside, I've got all my checklists. So I don't need to think about what I need to do because I will forget. I will miss something. And so this is one of the reasons why I've learned to stay very, very organized over the years. So one of the first things I do in that monthly planning is I look for self-care and space. How am I going to add a mini retreat every month? So I try to do like a mini retreat, whether that's a few days or whether that's a whole week, I just don't take calls. I try to create a mini retreat to refresh myself and to give myself that space to think on a higher level, that's a really important part of my month. And then I also look at where I can insert self-care, whether that's a class, whether that is, you know, something that really supports me to every week, you know, even every day, be able to have a little bit of self-care. I find that's really important. So that's actually where I start. I block those things out first. I open up my calendar. I block that self-care and space out first. I automatically have those, you know, one to two hours I mentioned before on my work days for space. So that's automatic. I don't even need to put that in because that's just an always thing. And then I start to feel, so once I've kind of got that self-care and space, I start to look high level at my month ahead. But I do it from feeling. So that's where I start. So I really say, what is the feeling that I want to have by the the time that, you know, at the end of this month? How do I want to feel in my business? How do I want to feel in my life? What really is my focus? And so I really look at that feeling. So sometimes that feeling is I want to feel like I'm not running behind, right? So I want to I feel on top of things or I want to feel embodied in things, right? I want to feel embodied in my business, that I've really moved through this month being embodied, that I'm in my business, that it's flowing. You know, sometimes I want to feel more space. So if I've got a lot on and I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, my focus might be that I want more space. So that's where I start. And that allows me to build everything around that feeling and to remind myself on a weekly basis what feeling I'm going for, because it's very easy to get sidetracked and, you know, sort of fall off the wagon, if you will. And then I look at what my projects are and my priorities are for the month. Um, I usually, in my beautiful little journaling in my iPad, I'll sort of circle three things. I never give myself more than three focuses, priorities, or projects in a month. Because honestly, we're all trying to do too much. And even when I give myself three projects or priorities, sometimes I still don't get those three things done. So you really want to be able to make sure that you're minimizing what you're trying to accomplish so that you can really focus. If you get those minimal things done, you could always add more. (laughs) But I think we try to focus on too many things. So I always kind of have my three priorities, whether that's, you know, I need to focus on some lead gen techniques this month and really make that a priority, or whether it is that I need to focus on training, I'm doing some new training for my program. So, you know, right now, one of my biggest projects is training. And, you know, or whether, it is just even self-care. Like sometimes in a month we might realize that our priority actually needs to be self-care because we really didn't do very well with that last month. And so this month we want to be able to have that. So these are really important ways I start my month and they make a huge difference to my success and my organization and my prioritization for the rest of the month. And then the other thing I always do is I look at what I'm charging. So I think I've talked about this in the podcast. I've definitely done it with my clients, but we talk about you know, sometimes it's really important to visualize what we want to create and to charge it. So that's like we put energy into it. We feel it in our body. So it's an embodied charge. It's not just like a, I'm going to think about it and wish for it and create it. It's like we charge it with energy. And so I do that a lot for the month. I feel into what am I charging this month? what do i want to feel what is the things i want to create this month whether that's you know sales or training or an opportunity or i want to be on stage somewhere and i really really spend significant time feeling that and charging it. And so the beautiful things of creating that sort of monthly planning is it allows me to be able to keep checking back in all the time so I can go back weekly or daily and say, "Ah, oh, this is my focus and this is what I'm charging. And it really focuses my attention. So those are all things I do. And then I start to look at more of my actual schedule. So what events am I planning for the next month? And so I'll plan out my events, whether that's for my public group or my client group. I plan out those Q&As. I plan out my office hours. I plan out those events and I block them in my calendar. And so, you know, you've seen we're kind of prioritizing, right? So we start with blocking out our self-care and then we block out, you know, the important projects and then we block out the events we have to do. Then I sort of create the space that I want to create for sales calls and client calls. And so I have a beautiful um, automated calendar. I use schedule once, but there's a lot you can use. And in that, I block out all the days that month or or week that I'm going to take calls. And so those are all things that you're planning on. One of the mistakes I see a lot of people make around, say, sales calls. As they just sort of wait for it to happen. They don't block out significant amount of time for sales calls. They sort of just, whenever someone calls them, they try to fit them in. In my opinion, that is not conducive to creating a lot of sales, Right. Whereas what you want to do is you want to create the space for sales. Even if it doesn't get filled, what's beautiful about that is you've charged that space, you've opened that space up, you've prioritized your sales calls. And then that allows for more people to come in. It creates an open space for it. And then on those times that you still don't have calls, one way you can use that time is by going out and connecting with people, starting conversations, connecting with leads, connecting with people that you've already had sales calls with, but want to follow up with. So it gives you this really beautiful time. I think sales is one of those things for a lot of women that we leave to the last and we don't prioritize. And it means we make less sales. So this is really important. And we need sales to have impact, which I've talked about in many, many podcast episodes. So, you know, that's one of the things that I do is be able to block out all the time for sales, all the time for my client calls. And then I've really got this beautiful calendar that's blocked. I think, again, you have to kind of look at what works for you and what doesn't work for you. But this works really well for me. And then I theme days. So say that I have lots of time on some days that aren't blocked for sales calls or client calls, or, you know, maybe I've got two hour windows here and there. I will then block spaces for my projects. So, you know, here's two hours on Monday, and I'm going to work on my project for those two hours. So I like big blocks of time. I don't think it's very, it does not, work for me to be able to schedule things like I have a 15 minute window, I'm going to put this in here, or to schedule lots of things back to back, I really have to have space. And so like a two hour window is good. A You know, besides calls, which will be, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, Everything else, I need kind of a two-hour window. I need space to happen. Otherwise, I won't get it done. And so if I block off, I'm going to do 30 minutes on this and 30 minutes on this. It doesn't really work for me because by the time I get into something, that 30 minutes is gone and then I'm trying to get into something else. So again, you have to kind of align with who who you are, but that works really well for me. So these are just some ways that I work in terms of being able to prioritize and decide what works for me through the month. Blocking out that schedule and, and sticking to it and, you know, sticking boundaries. I mean, it is flexible. Sometimes I change it, but there's a big difference between me deciding to change it and being pulled by someone else to change it. And so, you know, one of the things you want to, do in your blocking and your calendar and the things that you're thinking about is you want to be able to really honor your time and your decisions and your boundaries and what you need above all else. So don't let people pull you. If you decide from an empowered place, hey, I'm going to switch out this day for this day or I'm going to do this today, that's very, very different than allowing someone to pull you into something that isn't aligned or isn't going to work for you or isn't going to allow you to be in your highest self. So these are all the things that I think, you know, you can start to think about. So, some other things that I'll probably save for another podcast episode, but something to think about is it's, I feel it's really important to align your work schedule and your life with sort of your flow and your cycle, right? So, uh, the other day I did a client. Training, and we talked about sort of the yin and yang times um, in our energy flow, right? So, you could also look at this as the masculine and feminine times, or you could look at this in terms of like when you have momentum naturally and when you don't have momentum naturally. And this is often tied to our menstrual cycles. And it's really important that we understand how we operate, and it's unique for everyone. So, you know, some people have sort of a similar flow, and other people have different, but you want to follow what your natural energy flow is. It is very normal and natural to have an up and down in your momentum and energy. That is completely normal. And our society doesn't normalize it, but we should. Because none of us can sustain this high level of momentum that we're expected to have all the time. So if you can design your business and your schedule to align with your natural flow, that is a really powerful experience. So for myself, I kind of know that around my period, I'm going to have a bit of a low momentum and energy flow, right? And so what I've started to do is actually block out my week. I have a very regular cycle. I know when it is. So I just make that week I'm not going to do anything extra. I'm not going to see clients. I'm going to allow myself that week to just be in that flow, to be in that less momentum. And then afterwards, the week after, I usually have so much momentum. And then I can follow that momentum because I've allowed myself to have the rest And so this is one of those things that you can start to think about in terms of following your energy. If you know how you operate and how your cycle operates, you're able to get the most out of each time. So I don't really feel like I have time because literally you all have been listening to me for 35 minutes now. I think I won't go in too deeply into that particular topic today, but it's a good topic for Laura and I to explore in another podcast. So thank you all for listening today. And I hope you enjoyed just some tips and perspectives on how you can organize yourself and how you can prioritize and how you can stretch your time to serve you more. So thank you and have a great week. And I'll see you next week. Do you have a question about your business that you want answered? Every month I host free office hours so you can tap into my 20 years of experience navigating the business arena. If you need some direction, want to discuss a strategy, or just get feedback on the next right step for your service business, join me in my free Women in the Business Arena Facebook group for a live Q&A each month. It's a lot of fun and you get to meet an amazing group of women.